You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yo, you there? Yo. What's up, man? Sorry about that. I think that was just bad connection on my end. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. But I reset the Wi-Fi, so we're good now. Awesome. Awesome. I thought it was on my end. <laughs> I, had to, I had a panic attack for like a split second. What's up? How you doing today? Doing pretty good. Got my coffee here. The caffeine's kicked in, and I'm ready to nerd out. All right, let's do it, man. For this next hour, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to J House Podcast Radio. This is episode number 114. Happy Monday. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Shout out to everyone that's tuning in on IG Live. Shout out to everyone who's going to listen to it later. And it's also going to be posted up on our YouTube channel. How's everyone doing today? Today was awesome because this week or this weekend per se, on July 25th and 26th, this Saturday and Sunday, is Con, which is a for-the-fans, by-the-fans-led event that's going to have everyone headlining on it, everyone from Zack Snyder to Jay Olivia to Darkseid himself, Ray Porter, uh, Cyborg, and just a whole bunch of voices and faces, Deborah Snyder, Zack, of course, from the movement, um just to sort of hype up everyone to uh, get ready for DC fandom as well. And just to overall celebrate the victory of getting the Snyder cut period. Um, Today, a interview was dropped by Grace Randolph. Shout out to Grace Randolph for coming through clutch, dropping that interview. It was hard. Shout out to her and, um, and uh, beyond the trailer, they go hard over there. They're working hard over there. Shout out to them. Um, she dropped an interview with Zach where Zach confirmed a few things uh, concerning Justice Khan, uh, Matt Reeves, Batman, and where Zack Snyder's, where his Justice League fits into the continuity. And so today, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts, Evan, on this beforehand before I move any further. Um, out of everything I want to tackle first out of this interview, Zach talked about um, the running time. That was one of the first things that they addressed was the running time for Justice League and how it may be 214. It is going to be 214 minutes or more. This he said will put, perhaps longer. Huh? He said perhaps longer. Perhaps longer. Yeah. How- I actually watched the whole interview right before I came on here. Yeah. So I had to make sure I did that so I knew what to say. Right. Uh, but no, I, keep, uh, I actually want to let you start off this one with your reaction to it, and then I'll give my thoughts. Uh, my reaction to it was normally um, 
I was excited. I'm like, I didn't expect it to be any different because he had already been teasing. I mean, this was months and months before, maybe as much as last year, uh, pictures that had the 214 number on it up on Vero teasing the running time of, of Justice League. So to me, that was really no surprise that it was going to be a long epic. You know what I'm saying? And really, when we talk about epics, I mean, we talk about Lord of the Rings, you know, Harry Potter is being a long movie any of any consequence, even if it's, you know, if it's epic, is it of any consequence, especially when it's this epic? So, I mean, to me, it just didn't... I've it always didn't, thought an epic was any film longer than three hours. Say what? I thought the definition, and correct me if I'm wrong, I always thought the definition of an epic was any film longer than three hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, by, by movie structure, even by story structure, yeah, it would be it would be considered an epic. So, yeah, you're right about that. It would be considered... This is a superhero epic this is a this isn't a movie this is an epic <laughs> so yeah by, by that definition that's true mm-hmm. so you want to get my reactions now yeah i want to get um, your thoughts we discussed some things on snapchat and you said you had some you had some different thoughts on all these things so let's dig into it what, what did you think i'm gonna start on the positive side of things because i want to keep things happy to start off all right um I'm very happy to hear that it's going to be as long as it is, actually. I'm actually very happy to hear that because now he can fit a lot more story in there. If he would have come out and said the film's going to be your standard two-hour action film, honestly, that might have killed all hype that I had for this because I'm thinking, yeah. how in the world are you going to fit Dark Side into coming into a two-hour film. How are you going to do that? Uh, that's just... Right. It didn't seem possible. Um, mm. And the way that he made it sound from the interview, to me, this sound... It kind of, to me, sounded like this is going to be more like a trilogy from Zach's perspective than anything else. So, yeah. So this is kind of like the, the finished product of Man of Steel... Batman v and by the way I heard that you, you uh one time told me that it's not Batman versus Superman but Snyder straight up called the film that in his interview so I don't want to hear that again alright so okay, I'll, I'll let you have that yeah he said it Snyder said it so I, I only made that statement as to say that they were going versus each other but it was going to come out with a different outcome that's why I say v Superman mm -hmm. but okay I'll give you that. I'll give you that W, that theoretical W. I'll give it to you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you done made me lose my train of thought. I got that W. Now I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. So I'm excited that it's going to be that long because that means more screen time for Dark Side. It means more screen time for all the characters. Um the thing I'm most excited about is to see uh, Ben Affleck's Batman back on screen. Um, yes, yes. And hopefully get that brutal Batman we saw from Batman vs. Superman. Um, yeah. Which I think we will. Um, yeah. 
So in terms of the runtime, um, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, above all else, Dark Side being one of my all-time favorite villains, that's what I'm most excited for. Mm-hmm. Above all else, I'm just happy to see Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Flash take on Dark Side. I'm not trying to leave out Wonder Woman and uh, not Wonder Woman, Aquaman and Cyborg, but the classic, classic Justice League. You know, the from the, yeah. all the animated movies we watch of Martian Manhunter and them. Dude, yeah, I'm just so excited just to see that. That alone. Dark side versus the Justice League, that has me hyped. That has you hyped up. Yep. It does it does for me too. And and it I mean, because I'm like I'm def and I'm definitely like on my like most hypest that I've been in a while because this coming off the 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 fact that DC fandom is right around the corner as well we're about to get like hit with like double teaser or double trailers possibly maybe a clip and then a trailer at fandom so i'm just like i'm hyped i i can't do it there's not much else i can say besides the fact that i'm i'm genuinely excited and um moving on into the next part of the interview was um the continuity which for us, for me and you specifically, has hit us so heavy because we know how the DCEU started out. We know how the reception was, you know, for whether it was from critics and fans or whether it was just subjectively from me and you individually. We know how it was perceived in the eyes of people on both sides. And so now... Zach also confirmed that, quote for quote, that Justice League, where Justice League falls, is it falls into a continuity path of its own. And he quoted that the DCEU has branched out and blossomed into its own little thing. And we've seen that. But now, you know, he's saying that this is more in line with the ending trilogy. Like you said earlier, this more lines up with man of steel and Batman v Superman to complete it sort to complete it in a sort of trilogy. And, and I'm okay with that. And I'm definitely okay with that. It not being, because the tonal shift that Warner brothers has taken with movies like uh, Shazam and Aquaman, you know, that's something that's different. That's something that really, can't be changed and I don't see them going back on that anytime soon but um but definitely for sure uh this Justice League branching out into its own continuity that may get spin-off TV shows and may not um sorry whoever whatever it may be you know I would be comfortable with that especially with this flashpoint movie idea that's coming along from Warner Brothers where it could see a potential restart to the universe. It's sort of like how the animated films have done. It's just branched off into different multiverses. So that would provide an opportunity for the DCEU to sort of reboot 
into a different direction or start a new continuity on its own. So to me, I'm comfortable with that if JL takes its own path and sort of a complete trilogy with MOS and BBS. Um, here, here's where I'm at. And I don't okay. know if we're going to disagree on this, but honestly, I would be very happy if Warner Brothers and DC just took the L and said, we're done trying to make a cinematic universe. I, th- that's where I'm at with it. I am, I, I just, I would much rather watch Warner Brothers and DC go back to solo superhero films, make them good. You can introduce new characters, but in terms of trying to build cinematic universes, I just, when it comes to Warner Brothers talking about all these other projects, I just think to myself, you guys have given me no reason to think that this is going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when it comes to Matt Reeves' Batman, yes, I'm very excited for that film. Why? Because it's got a really good director. Uh, Matt Reeves, director of the amazing Planet of the Apes movies, which... yeah. I don't think those movies get talked about as much as they should for being as good as they are. Um, yeah. Because they're really amazing. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the, the second one, that was my fa- That movie was freaking amazing to take that classic story. And then you've got yeah. Robert Pattinson, who I know people are going to hear, oh, the vampire from Twilight? Yeah. Dude. But trust but, me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, and I'm sorry. I just got to get this off my chest. For people out there who give Robert Pattinson crap over Twilight, I didn't even have to watch Robert Pattinson's whole discography to know that this guy could instantly play Batman. The broodiness, the 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 grim emotion that he showed in Twilight, dude was already qualified to play Batman from the start to me. But I'm just getting that off my chest. So people need to really get over that because everybody says that, oh, he's from Twilight. Just gets on my nerves. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and here's what I'll say to that, too. And this has always been my defense of, uh, of Robert Pattinson is I always ask people, all right, prior to The Dark Knight, which one of Heath Ledger's films suggests that he'd be a good Joker? None of them. None of them. <laughs> and there was, there was no film prior to Iron Man that suggested that uh, Robert Downey Jr. could be Tony Stark. In fact, before right. that, you know what Robert Downey Jr. was? He was a uh, he had a lot of issues with drug addiction. He'd been arrested. Yeah. Like he was at rock bottom. And uh, I saw an amazing picture the other day. This was like so motivational. It was a picture of uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a courtroom in an orange jumpsuit, and it said, yeah. "Just because you hit rock bottom," and one picture, and the next picture is him standing under the Avengers logo. And it says, doesn't mean you have to stay there. And I was like, dang, that's motivation. Yeah. That's inspirational, man. Oh, yeah. But Robert, uh, anybody who doubts Robert Pattinson, go check out The Lighthouse. If you think he's a bad actor after that, I don't know what to tell you. I got nothing for you. Um, got but, yeah, back on what I was saying, though, I'm excited about that film. Why? 
outside of all that because I know it's one film. It's a solo. It's a solo Batman film. They're focusing on one hero, one story. They've got a good director, good Batman, overall good cast. So for me, I look at them like, okay, that's exciting. But when they start talking about we're going to branch out and do multiverses and we're going to just restart and we're going to build another cinematic universe, I lose all interest. It would be, it's more like a, it's not a complete hard reboot. It's more like a, a soft reboot, if if that makes sense. I guess it would be. It sounds what it it just is just what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a a soft reboot. Soft which, reboot, hard reboot. It to me, it's it, sort of like it doesn't really ahead. matter if it's a soft reboot or just a total reboot. To me, it's just the whole concept of. I mean, I understand they're at this point they're kind of in too deep with it, and they've kind of put themselves in a position where they must keep going. But for me, I just, I keep watching these films and I keep thinking to myself, is it, I mean, come on. Like, this is the best Warner Brothers can give us? Really? I mean, look, the the ceiling is high, really. Like, let's think about it, bro. You all, and you say it best. You say it more better than anybody I know. You have nowhere to go but up. You can't get any worse That's from here. That's true. But my issue is Warner Brothers should have never put themselves in this position to begin with. It should have never gotten to this point where, like, I'm at a point where I just, every time I hear talks about a DC universe, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But people ask, like, do you think it's going to be good? I sure hope so. I mean, I have absolutely nothing I can show anybody that would suggest it would be. Um, Not yet. No. But see, even you agree with that. Like, not yet. There's nothing that you can show anyone that says, yeah, look at this film that shows deep, that knows that the that Warner Brothers knows how to build a, a universe of their own, which me personally, I kind of had this thought hit me the other day, Eric, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Why did we even need a DC cinematic universe? It, I mean... Outside it, of I, Warner Brothers saw what Marvel was doing with theirs, and they thought, oh, we could have one of those. Right. I we got to we got to look at it like this bro. We got to look at it from a business standpoint and then we got to look at it from a creative vision standpoint. On the business side, you can't have one company owning the monopoly, right? Sure. There's got to be variety in the business. And up until this point, everyone had a stake in the game, even independent comic books, you know, Hellboy from Dark Horse, you know, all these, other, you know, there were other comic books out, not just Marvel and DC doing solo Spider-Man projects or whatever have you, or DC just doing Batman, you know, uh, stuff. It, everybody had a stake in the game. Everybody was running it. But when Disney uh, started solidifying and getting the rights to all these characters to do the Avengers, 
I don't think anybody was really paying attention then, but then the Avengers dropped and then boom, there we go. That seed was planted within the, the incredible Hulk after credit scene when Robert Downey Jr. is talking to Ross and he's like, Hey, I'm building a team. That was when that hype really started. And so now with the Avengers after that, there, there was no turning back solo movie, solo movie, solo movie, post-credit, 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 boom, another team up movie. So Disney really sprinted out to that and they took that and they ran the game with it. DC or Warner Brothers per se, you know, you got over here, you got the greatest stable of characters that's ever been assembled since the dawn of time. You got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? You got characters that have been around for a hundred years, man. And so on DC's front, from a business point of view, you're like, oh no, we gotta, we gotta match that too. DC needs because they're the other half of the big two. That's why they call it the big two. And so doing that, Man of Steel could have been a Superman trilogy all by itself. And we already established that. It could have been all by itself. And Zach made it in a way to the point where, hey, if this is a one-time Man of Steel movie, that's fine. If you want to do a sequel to Man of Steel, a trilogy, Superman, we can do that. He also left the door open for an extended universe if they wanted to do that with the Bruce Wayne Easter egg that I always point out all the time. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty clear why they wanted to do a DC cinematic universe. It was, you know, it's mo- like, bro, this is Marvel from a business point of view. This is Marvel. Here's the problem that I have with that. Here's here's the issue that I take with the approach the DCEU took. Is you're not going to make one film. And and I know Zack Snyder said it's not a competition. But rest assured, Zack Snyder's the only person on that studio that saw it that way. He was the only one. All the people above him, the producers, the studio execs, yes, we are in a competition. We want Batman v Superman, this one film, to put us on track to where Marvel is. Which, the, the, the logic there is so flawed in so many ways, it's laughable. It's actually laughable at that point. Because it's not just that Marvel had so many movies prior to when Batman v Superman came out. It's the fact that they had such a well-written story that was everybody was already seeing how it was tying together. You know what I mean? It was already like all these films fitting together so perfectly. Right, right. And then Warner Brothers says, okay, Zach, one film, do what they did. Yeah, and I think and he I, did it. <laughs> what? I said he did it about as perfectly as about as perfectly as any good director could. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, and with the the ultimate edition being that extended edition that fleshed out every single little detail, theatrical version that Warner Brothers put out, not so much. I tried to watch it last night, and I was like, yeah. A, Looking at this theatrical version in theaters, it seems rust. But watch the Ultimate Edition, totally different story. 
Well, and to me, I kind of, I was reading some articles and, and, and I kind of look at it like this. To me, let me ask you, do you think the MCU would have been a success if the first film, let's say they make the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man film, and then the, yeah. and then the second film is Civil War? Does that work? Number one, I would I would probably say no, and here's why: because Cap Captain America, Thor, with the exception of Hulk, I'll just say Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man, they were well known Marvel characters, but they weren't like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Omega level characters. Not until Chris Evans took the role. Not until Robert Downey Jr took the role. You know what I'm saying? Not until no, Chris Hemsworth. I'm, I'm talking about from a story perspective. That is from a, from a story perspective. For Marvel, no. Because their characters weren't that well known. No. Absolutely not. But even so, to just jump into that from, okay, here we have one hero, one villain, and then the very next film, all these other characters. No, it, w- it wouldn't have worked for Marvel. No, absolutely not. But to me, huh. it didn't work that well for DC either. Is that Now, is that coming from a standpoint of you didn't think Batman v Superman was good? Or is it coming from a standpoint of they you think that they put too much in there? Both. Both. Okay. It's a combination of both. And here's why. I mean... Overall, when it comes to Batman v Superman, I'm so divided on that movie. Because on the one hand, I think it does have its moments. I think Batman in the warehouse, I told you constantly how awesome of a scene that is. Um, Yes. But to me, there were a lot of things in that film where I thought to myself, it's obvious what Warner Brothers was getting Zack to do which was build the universe in one film. This one film, do it. You got one movie to do it. And to me, and this is one thing, one point that I tried to make to you about the, and why I always compare Civil War to Batman v Superman, because that's where you have your hero versus hero stories. Both of them are the same thing. You got hero versus hero. But to me, Civil War hit way different and way harder than BVS because we had so much more backstory to work with. And we had a lot more, to me, we had a lot more writing on that and a lot more emotion was involved. And there was a lot more clear defined, here's why this person feels why they do. And here's why this person feels the way they do. And my overall point being is, you know, we talk about it being a formula, but to me, it's I've come to realize it's not really so much a formula. It's just great storytelling. And that may be so for Marvel, because what works for Marvel works for Marvel. But 
And and to me, that's all subjective to me because I'm and you know me, I'm already on the other side of that coin that I thought Batman v Superman in its full ultimate edition is it could stand alone by itself and be a great movie. And if if it's which it was, if it's a pre prelude to Justice League, it can be that movie, which I think it was simply because it's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. We don't have to go through like three different origin films for Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman to know each other because they're just they got more root. They got more mythology and legend to them more so than Iron Man, Cap, and, you know, with the exception of a few Marvel characters. But, I mean, you didn't really have to do all that with Batman and Superman. I don't, I don't, to me, that's just me. Well, I'm talking talking about the overall build-up to that point was much greater for Civil War than it was for Batman v Superman. The hype and the buildup was much more because you had already had you. It's like I told you, you know, it's like we talk, we both love Star Wars. And why is it that the Anakin and Obi-Wan scene where they fight in Star Wars 3, why does that hit so hard? Because what were they doing in the previous two films? Fighting in wars together. Exactly. They were best of friends. They loved each other and they were brothers. And even. At the beginning of the third film, they're fighting together. They love each other. And we had that same thing, that same bond with Kath and Tony. We saw it in the first Avengers and the second Avengers film. We'd seen them risk life and limb for each other. So now to see them going at each other's necks, that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Whereas with Batman v Superman... To me, there are times I watch that film and it honestly just feels more like it was a cash grab than anything else. Because like you said, what was the hype? Well, we've got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. What else do we need? What else do you need? I mean, you said it best. Three of the biggest icons of all time. What else do you need? A good story would be nice. There was a great story involved in that. But nobody seems to want to actually like give those storylines any recognition or credit. You had all the storyline you needed; it was right there. But I guess people don't want to see that from Batman and Superman, honestly. Or maybe it wasn't there. It was all there, bro. It was all there. But 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 I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna ooh I'm not gonna say what I want to say. Not gonna do that. Say it. This is Jay House. We always say what we want to say. You know what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna say? Like, and even like, okay, even in retrospect to Batman v Superman, during the interview to sort of get back to to tie it in with the interview point, Zach said that this was the Snyderverse. He said it was now you're into this Snyderverse when you get ready to watch his version of Justice League. So we're looking at if if there are no spinoffs or or anything coming out of that, which I don't think it will be. Maybe Ben Affleck might get a spinoff Batman series. I don't know how they're going to play it. You know, 
be cool if he did. It would be great. It would be great, absolutely. But what what we're looking at as of right now is the Snyderverse trilogy consisting of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and his version of Justice League. All three films in one complete arc. And I would definitely say that in that retrospect, if it's just a trilogy, that Batman v Superman was about the greatest prelude to a team-up you could ever do. To me. But that's just me. Everybody doesn't share that same point of view. But it all depends on what they're going to tease and what the impact of his version of Justice League is going to be. Because you take the position that we shouldn't be here in the first place. And you're absolutely right. We shouldn't. Where we should be is somewhere hyped up, getting excited for the release of Justice League Part 2, per se. So, to me, had had everything gone according to plan and this movie was released in 2017 like it was supposed to be, you know, but that it didn't happen. And that's always going to be the chink in our armor, bro. Like we're never, I'm, I'm, I'm healing from it because of what DC is doing right now. And I appreciate them for it, but it's still sort of healing from that because this is where we should have been two or three years ago. Well, for me, you know the, the, the healing won't come until I actually watch a great DC film that gives me reason to get excited again. Bro. So for me... I get- well, but Eric, listen. Okay. I'm excited as the next guy that... I mean, I guess I could say I'm excited that DC's working on more stuff. But, I mean, you kind of have to understand where I'm coming from when I say since DC's pursuing more of a cinematic universe goal, given what they've done so far, you can, I mean, you've got to understand why I might be skeptical. I understand. I understand why you're, and you have every right to be. You have every right to be. I mean, I want to be excited, but the problem is the last couple DC movies I've watched in terms of a cinematic universe have been... Meh. I watched, yeah, I, I watched Birds of Prey and I was like, yeah, this movie's okay, but I mean, what was the what was even the point of this movie? There was none. <laughs> I mean, honestly, was- like, did anybody in the theater at any point stop and think, wait a minute, what's the point of this film? Exactly. Other than Warner Brothers guesses that Harley Quinn is a box office draw. The number, <laughs> the number showed, and I, I'll say this to everyone till I'm blue in the face. Go look at the numbers yourself. The numbers themselves show that post Snyder's DC plan, everyone lost interest once he was gone. There was no. Well, I will say this on the flip side of it, though, Eric. Even yeah. when Snyder was there, the reviews from fans and critics alike were mixed at best. Did that matter to Warner Brothers as long as they was pulling in that six to eight hundred to to one billion almost? Did that matter to them? Apparently it did because they kicked Zack Snyder out. It shouldn't have. I just watched, I just got done off a Transformers binge. 
First one grossed about six or seven, six or seven or eight hundred mil. Second one, I think, grossed um, eight hundred or a bill. I think Dark of the Moon definitely grossed a billion. Uh, uh, Age of Extinction grossed a billion. And the fifth one did 600 million, which to them was considered a flop, considering how the last two did. But people can people say Michael Bay sucks. They people can hate those movies all day, but them box office numbers don't lie. People love to go see Transformers. Well, I mean, people so, people like, at the end of the day still want to see crap blow up on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, action movies will always be the biggest draw at the box office. Right, because we like to watch stuff blow up. That's true, but it all—they also had great stories and had characters that you, that you fell in love with. That you I know agree those with were, that up until the third one. Dark of the Moon was the it's Dark of the Moon is the best of the Transformers saga to me. That's the best of I, the of, of saga. But I like the first three, and after that, I was just kind of like. Meh. Yeah, but yeah, that's just me. But back on what we we were uh, yeah, uh, talking yeah. about with uh, the cinematic universe. Uh, I've been like I've just given the quarantine since there's not much else to do. I've just been watching movies all the time, and yeah. uh, the MCU is always and the DCU sometimes are always things I come back to just to watch. Um, yeah. And when it comes to the MCU, I mean, damn, the way they were able to tie all that together. Hella impressive. But my whole thing now when it comes to DC and their extended uh, universe is, if you're going to do it, stop comparing yourself to Marvel. Yes. Just stop it. And, and DC fans, stop talking like there's like this is gonna be bigger than Marvel, because it it's the odds of that happening are so slim. And that's not to say that DC's bad. It's just that the MCU's the biggest thing that ever happened in the history of cinema. So, whenever people start talking about how, oh, when this thing drops then DC will be right back up there with Marvel and I'm thinking eh. I don't I'm uh, I'm just not understanding the logic of that of why DC fans would say that because as of right now I could give a rat's behind I could ooh, I, I could care less about the MCU because they're down they've done what they've done they did what they had to do, and the payoff was there. That's just it. So why, I mean, I just want DC to mind their own business and do their own thing. That's how you get to where you get to in the first place. That's all I need. And, you know, and Zach said this in the interview as well. He said, Warner Brothers, he said this quote for quote, that Warner Brothers did an amazing job of saying, Zach, go ahead and finish your vision. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's awesome of Warner Brothers because that, and that's good that they told him that in a way, because had they stuck with his in the first place, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be having a very different conversation right now. 
Would we? But yes, absolutely. It was all about, look, it was all about patience and payoff. And everyone, and and trust me, and I've said this before to you like a few podcast episodes ago, I said, look, man, when people watch Zach's Justice League, they're going to sit back and look at Warner Brothers and be like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Like, people are going to legit throw their hands up and be like, bruh, why did you give us that instead of this? Like, this is like, the whole reaction would have been different. You know, yeah, people would have had their you know, gripes about Batman and Superman and all that stuff still. Yeah, of course they would have had their gripes as anyone is allowed to have. But at the end of the day, when you let the creative payoff do what it's supposed to do, if 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 Batman was going to stop killing in Justice League and Superman was going to smile more in, in this version of Justice League, you know, if all of that stuff was going to be addressed in the final Justice League, wouldn't you want to let the guy do it so that he can get you the answers that you wanted to Batman v Superman that left everyone with so many questions, apparently? Wouldn't you want to let the guy at least explain and get to the point and be like, this is what I meant? And then they're like, oh, so that's what that meant in Batman v. Oh, there are going to be so many moments like that when we watch this movie, bro. And <laughs> I can't. <sighs> Jesus, had they had they would have just done this to begin with, whether the reaction would have been good or whether it would have been mixed or whatever. Hey, at least you did your thing and you stuck to your guns. But now, but no, forever in the history books, bro, this will forever be remembered as Warner Brothers caving in to too much pressure to be like Marvel. Well, see, but, but here's the thing, though. I feel like, though, at the beginning, they tried so hard to not be like Marvel. by only And they were fine. By only doing two movies to build their universe. And then they were like, well, wait a minute. People don't like this. Well, it was actually four movies, but okay. What were the other two? Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. Oh, how did I forget about Suicide Squad? Oh, my bad. The DCU's better than the MCU now. My bad, I forgot. I'm kidding. Whether it was bad or not, and if you if you think it's bad, it's bad. Okay. Whether Suicide Squad was bad, that was still a part of the phase one of the DCEU. Wonder Woman was still the prelude movie leading into Justice League. So there were actually four movies. Four movies before the official team-up. There were four technical movies, although the Suicide Squad we got did almost nothing to advance the story. Like, at all. Now, we've talked about that Warner Brothers chopping it up had a lot to do with that. And uh, perhaps the air cut if, they can't pay for it now as we speak. Huh? <laughs> I said there can't. Today was the the first start of the trending Twitter event, and it did trend. Released the air cut, trended on Twitter today, and David Ayer's been releasing new photos of 
unseen photos of Suicide Squad, Is just there like one Zach. Where Joker doesn't look ridiculous. Yeah, they're they're pretty good ones. Like where they take the damage tattoo off his forehead and the grill out his mouth. I believe it still had the grill in his mouth, but I didn't see any tattoos. Good. So David did learn from his mistake that he apologized for. That's good to know. But here's my whole point, all right? My main point with this, because I want to get back to the positives. And you might agree with this. You might not agree with this. All right. And this just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks the other day. I Mm -hmm. think the DCU was absolute, and I, I texted you this, and you said, I think you said that's debatable. Um, but what I said was that I think the DCU was doomed from the start. Yeah, and it, it was all, and when I said it was debatable, I meant that in the aspect of what was your intention? And we always talk about this. What was the intention of you starting a cinematic universe was it to compete with marvel yes or because you generally wanted to this is a hypothetical question but yeah you're right yes it was for that or was it to bring together all the characters on the big screen because you generally cared about them and it was just about that time to do that that sadly yeah sadly with joss whedon's justice league that crap that doesn't exist anymore sadly that the answer was there you wanted to compete with Marvel. You know what I'm saying? So that that question answered itself. But now, yeah, I mean, studios are allowed to backtrack, man. It studios are allowed to 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 backtrack. And Warner Brothers is definitely backtracking by letting Zach finish this and then going on with their multiverse plans if they're gonna soft reboot or do whatever they're gonna do. You know, whatever it is, it's a heck of a lot better than whatever they were planning to do once, whatever they did do, per se, once uh, Justice League was released. So, you know, I think I'm not going to say I trust Warner Brothers with with everything just yet, but they're slowly and steadily, um, you know, earning a little bit of my respect back day by day just for them, you know, saying, Hey Zach, finish your vision, you know, just by them doing that, that means everything to me. So, and, um, another thing was that we talked about the runtime. We talked about, um, the Snyder verse and how this will be a complete trilogy. We're going to get, a sneak peek look or a clip at um, at Justice Con, which is this Saturday, and I think we're, I don't maybe. know if you're working. Huh? He said maybe. He was being sorry. He know he gonna show a clip. He already know. He already Zach be playing too much, but I we know when he when he playing because he be sarcastic. It be in his voice, and um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a clip. And he can't give away too much. I believe him when he says it's like just a little bitty, itty bitty thing. But I'd be glad with that because you don't want to spoil too much because August is right at the doorstep. And on the 22nd of August, you know, DC fandom's going to rock the whole thing. They're going to drop everything. Like, here's the plan for 
DC for the next so and so years, they're gonna drop a the Jack Zach's JL trailer and a new poster apparently. So that's gonna be cool. Um so that yeah, that's what that's what's going down. And I and I wanna ask you this question because um Robert Pattinson's Batman is gonna spin off into its own sort of universe of uh, the 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 Reeves verse, so to speak, or I'll say it. Because Gotham, they're they're doing a new series for HBO called Gotham uh, PD, I believe, or something um, that is going to highlight the police department in Gotham in Matt Reeves' Batman universe. So the future of DC to me right now is the ceiling's high. The ceiling is very high. You got a lot of great stable characters. You got a lot of great characters you can bring to live action right now mm-hmm. with this multiverse idea. If they do announce that this is a multiverse and they're doing alternate universes and different things like that, would you be satisfied with it? I would be satisfied with one good Batman movie. Like, that's how low my bar is for DC films right now. Right. Just give me one good one. Just one. I'm not asking for a lot, but I'm pretty desperate at this point. I mean... I think think they're going to ace it, man. Oh, I do too. Like I said earlier, I am hyped for Matt Reeves' Batman uh, because Matt Reeves has shown how great of a director he is, and Pattinson has proven to be a great actor. Uh, The one thing that's kind of throwing me off about Batman that makes me a little bit less excited is the fact that they're going to have multiple villains. Um, yeah. And that's always a, a gamble to me because mm-hmm. it, it's pretty difficult to fit more than one villain into a story. Right. And that's how we did that one uh, top five worst villains and I know I said uh, Venom only because that was a character that was thrown in there at the last minute by Sony to boost yeah. uh, ticket sales. Um, right, right. But when it comes to Batman, I am excited for it. If they decide to make it some kind of universe of its own, I, it depends yeah. on how far they try to branch out with it. Um. And there's just a lot of factors there. Um, But like I said, when it comes to DC trying to build cinematic universes, I can't get excited about them. I just can't. Because they have proven that they don't know what they're doing. And that was my whole reaction watching Birds of Prey. Because I'm thinking, okay, I mean, I guess this is a solid film, but... Right. Why was this made again? What was the point other than, look, we've got Harley Quinn on the screen? And and also, yeah. like I said, they really, I swear, they cannot do this again and then start comparing themselves to Marvel. Because I'm going to say this. If you think you're actually going to go out there and box office-wise and popularity-wise compete with the MCU, that's a fool's errand. 
I mean, let, let's call it for what it is. It is a fool's errand if you think you're actually going to do that. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I want to be excited, but every time we get to talking about uh, DC Cinematic Universes, I get like Stephen A. Smith talking about the Knicks. It's- yeah. <laughs> I can I can respect that, man. I and and we and our first our very first other podcast that we spoke when we first started even speaking on the possibility of the Snyder Cut and once it was announced, you know, you say you want to see just a good Batman movie and you'll be happy with that. I just want to see DC do them free of any competition that they feel they may have. Cause to me, they never had anything to prove anyway. You know, they shouldn't have had, they shouldn't have, you know, but I just want to see DC get back to doing what makes them great. I really do. And, you know, with Zach and Zach's justice league is going to give closure, whatever, whatever the impact that it will have. I'm going to rephrase that the impact that it will have, you know, whether it gives us spinoffs or not, you know, I'll be there for it. And just as long as we're getting that, I can go, I can go to bed soundly every night, you know, and if DC doesn't get hot for the next five years or whatever, I'm okay with that. See, I'm, I'm okay. Not. I would, I would rather DC stay quiet and build something that's going to be actually good rather than them try to, you know, change their beat while they're already in the middle. Of, I would rather them do that and come out with something good and not just hit us with a bunch of BS like Justice League was. So that that's just where I stand on it. Where I stand on it is I wish DC and Warner Brothers would just cut their losses and take a look at themselves and say, you know what? We tried to make a cinematic universe. It failed miserably. Um, And we would just be better off making solo films, trilogies. We'd be be better off focusing on trying to do literally anything else except think that we're actually going to compete with Marvel and take away from the MCU and take away you know, some people from the MCU fan base, they're not going anywhere. The MCU has cemented itself, and I keep making this point because the fact that there are still people out there who think that if DC makes one good film, then all of a sudden they're competing with Marvel on the big screen. I need, I don't... I need people to stop saying that. And and now now that we've hit pretty much hit all the points on the interview just for our close because we got five minutes left, but just for our closing remarks, I want to rant. I think we both need to rant about this. I need re- I, I really need people because they're for this time of the, since this whole battle started between DC and Marvel fans. Uh for the most part for being people being biased DC fans, they would never want to admit the greatness of the Marvel cinematic universe. They'd never want to admit that 
Marvel had their own plan. They ex because did you see Marvel be like, hey, we're gonna start a team up movie and go back and look at DC and be like, let's look at what they did. Marvel do that? No, they didn't. They just did their own thing, and it worked. So, you know, and DC should have been doing the same thing. They should have thought like Zach did that it's not a competition that we can do whatever we want because we got once we got a stable of the most iconic characters on earth. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. And they should have did what they did. But we know how that turned out when they changed their tone and tried to copy. So, I mean, DC fans just got to stop saying that, bro. Because this was never about competition. This was never, they don't have to catch up with Marvel. Since when did DC have to prove anything to Marvel? Coming fresh off the Nolan trilogy, when did they ever have to prove anything to Marvel? Since Man of Steel or Batman v Superman, when did they have to prove anything to Marvel? It wasn't until Justice League came out and the tone was changed that that's where they gave their card away that, oh, yeah, they're trying to be like Marvel because of the tonal shift, you know? So, I mean, people just got to stop saying that because Marvel has nothing to prove to DC. I'll never, I'll never for the life of me say that, oh, Marvel, you know, just because they had a successful cinematic universe, you know, completely stomps DC out of existence and DC can never do anything good again. I'll never say that. But for the most part, that's how, a lot of people think, and I'll never, even if DC would have stayed with what Zach was doing and came out on top like they would have, or, you know, came out better than they are now, I would never say that, oh, DC's infinitely better than Marvel and they'll step on Marvel and Marvel can't do anything. I'll never say that. I'll never pit those two companies against each other. Never. Because both of them have too many great characters that mean too much to me for me to be sitting here debating with people online about who's better, you know? So I, I, I just, people need to stop doing that because it's caused too much toxicity. It's caused too much retardedness, especially coming from people who don't read comics and don't know the source material and don't know anything about these characters to begin with. So people just, ugh, people just need to stop. All right. So now it's my turn for a rant. Yeah, yeah. Closing remarks. My closing remarks are, simply put, I'm excited for Snyder's Justice League, more so on a personal level, because I feel the man deserves it with everything he went through. Uh, yeah. I mean, that alone is enough for me. I mean, I'm happy as heck for Zach, truly. Um, me too. But when it comes to the comparisons that you touched on. Personally, I don't make them. I don't like to make them play the comparison game. Yeah. Who's better. Um, But, I mean, looking at it, when it comes to building a cinematic universe, that's one area where Marvel, they have done better. And everything has shown it. They have, and to me, movies 
are not the end-all be-all of the superior brand. Because there's still the comics, the video games, uh, the animated films. There's so many other aspects. But, I mean, me personally, I have no problem saying that over the last decade, Marvel's been overall better when it comes to movies than DC has. I can admit that. Um, I I respect that. I have no problem saying that because I look at the consistently good films they put out. I look at how all the films fit together and they were all just so perfectly aligned and some of them had darker tones than others. Some of them uh, had more powerful messages to make than others. Um, And overall, it's just a masterpiece. I look at the MCU as one giant masterpiece of epic proportions, the likes of which we've never seen. There's never been yeah. anything like the MCU. And, and and honestly, I don't think there ever will be again. I think we're going to see a lot more people try to make cinematic universes. But to me, I I don't know how you compete with however many films it is, like 20-something, I think, however many it is. Or uh, to compete with that, like that's it's a fool's errand to think you're going to compete with that. You're not. It, it just, right. It's not going to happen. The MCU is amazing. I'm done uh, ever trying to nitpick it. I bow down to it. I say the MCU. If people are asking, like you know, in the on the big screen, DCU versus MCU. No, there is no DCU versus MCU discussion to be had. There's just not. There's no discussion. It's over. It's been over, actually. Um, but in terms of what I'm expecting from Justice Con and everything moving forward, DC can't go any lower. I've said it a thousand times. You pointed it out. You can't go Thank any you. lower than where you are now. Because right now, you're a joke. Right. Right now, DC, I hope you know, in the movie world, you've become a, a laughing stock. Just, I mean, you, your film got beat out by Sonic. What was the last Marvel film to come out that got beat out by anything when it first got released? There wasn't one. It's just consistent. So... To think you're going to compete with that is a fool's errand. But in terms of Matt Reeves' Batman, that could be a step in the right direction to getting some good movies out there. But I I just want to squash the whole comparison thing here and there. Stop making comparisons. You sound stupid when you try to do it. Right. And and even on that note, for any, for any, any other company who's going to come out with superhero stuff or anything... There was no rule in the game saying that you had to do it like the MCU. Please learn this from Warner Brothers' mistake. There was no rule saying that you had to do 50 solo movies in order to be in order to establish your cinema. There was no rule saying that. You know what I'm saying? Well, there was I, no- I would say though that the fact that Marvel had so many solo films certainly helped them because it worked it, yeah. Well, and I think it would work for anybody because mm-hmm. you could take the same characters. 
it's not that it worked for quote unquote those characters. It was just that it worked for overall telling a story. You established this is who this is, this is who that is, this is how they fit together. This is their backstory, this is their backstory. I'm Batman v Superman did exactly just that. But like I said, they're such old characters. Why we don't need another solo film about Batman and how his parents died and that made him become Batman. That's why Matt Reeves' Batman is already skipping ahead in the future. There won't be anything concerning his parents dying because we've been through that before. We don't have to establish that Superman's come from Krypton, you know, maybe with the exception of Man of Steel, which is fine, but we don't have to run through that solo story anymore. We know, like, that's how well, even uncommon people who don't read comics or anything, you know, even they know that. That's how common Batman and Superman are. So to me, DC did not have to follow that rule and do that. If you can establish that Batman and Superman are at war and that they're going to team up and that there's the Justice League here and not sh and just hint at it, and you can do that in one movie, cool. And then you come out with a bomb and then come out with a good one and then get your team movie going, cool. There was no rule saying that they had to follow and do exactly like Marvel. That's the rule that they follow because Justice League checks off all those boxes. One-line humor? Check. Uh, sexual inudio towards Wonder Woman? Check. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything. The, the movie checked the whole list for what trying to be an MCU movie was. I mean, it really there did. There was one-line humor in Batman v Superman. But it didn't overshadow the whole story. The tone was more dominated by a serious pace. It was not... Yeah, you can. There's nothing wrong with having one-liners in a movie, but when you're in the middle of getting your butt kicked, you know what I'm saying. And the first thing you can say is make a joke about uh, orange slices and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, come on, there's some stakes going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some heavy things going on here. So I mean, of course, it's fine to have one-liners. I have nothing against that. But when they overtake the whole story and it just becomes like, I can't take you serious because every time I get serious, you bust out with a joke. It, it keep, It's hard for me, for me personally, to stay attached and stay invested in a movie when it does that. Because I'll get so into it and, oh, this is deep. Oh, this is real. This is, oh, snap. And then they just break it up with a one-liner and I'm like, <sighs> so now you got to build all that tension up over again. So that, but that's just me personally. I can't speak for everyone else, honestly. But I mean, it is what it is, what it is, man. Whatever DC decides to do from here, they just got to do it because they don't got nowhere else to go. <laughs> they got nowhere else left to go, Ev. <laughs> no, they really don't. Like, even, even my characters that I'm coming out with soon, even when I publish them. And when they go to the big screen, I'm not looking to compete with Marvel's legacy or try to do it the way Marvel did it or do it the way DC did it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. If I decide to have all my characters in one whole movie and just boom it off that, I'll do that. If I decide to have solo movies and then that, I'll do that. But it won't be based off me trying to compete with Marvel or DC. 
you know what I'm saying? That's where creators fail trying to do something or live up to an expectation that nobody asked you to do. You're supposed to be unique, you know? So, I mean, that's just me, but um, yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Our hour. Hope everyone has a blessed weekend. Thank you Ev, for being on bro. As always um, justice con this weekend, bro. I don't know what your schedule is looking like, but we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled on that. I'll be tuning in. I think the event's going to be on Vero, if I'm not mistaken. I got to check my information. But, yeah, it's going to be on Vero. Whole panel. Ray Porter's going to be there talking about uh, Dark Side. So I, de- I I can't imagine you not tuning in to listen to Ray mm-hmm. Porter. You know what I'm so, I mean, this is Darth Maul we're talking about here as Dark Side. So who, like, bruh. But yeah, uh, Justice Con is going to be packed. We're going to get a sneak peek at JL and see some some things that uh, Zach has teased for us, and then that'll hold us over until um, DC Fandom, where we get to see a full official trailer and see all the things DC's got planned. But um, yet again, shout out Grace Randolph for an amazing interview with Zach. Shout out to everyone who's been covering this news. It's got us all hyped and excited. Um, So, yeah, man, thanks for being on, bro. I'll catch you guys later, and uh, take it easy. Have a blessed Monday. All right, peace. Peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.